Jimmy Butler, he's a very interesting player to me. He's like, oh, shoot, I don't know where to go with the ball because I haven't been able to think. It was a great series. Game four was one of the best games I've ever watched in my entire life. Now LeBron's a four-time champion, and Anthony Davis gets his first. That's just, it's unacceptable. So happy when the Astros lost because it would definitely be a 2020 thing. Yeah, I was impressed by their game. Braden Point, Andre Palat, uh, Nikita Kucherov, that was the best line in the playoffs, no doubt. Stay undefeated when they face the Mighty Mighty Cowboys with Garrett Gilbert. Hey everyone, I'm Jared Sandler, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions. What's up, y'all? I'm Kevin, and it is our MLB Opinions of the Week. I am joined by the man with the stats and a tissue box right now for his Yankees, Austin. We've won four straight. We scored 13 runs last night. I'm not that sad. Well, the Rangers scored 16 a few nights ago, so. That's true. So, I'll let you go first. Do you want to talk about Yankees first or Rangers? Let's talk about Rangers. They got rid of Chris Woodward. Woodard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, I, wow. After all the moves they made this offseason, to think that they would get close to a playoff spot, it really never came to fruition. Yeah, so I was shocked by it. I thought Woodward had more year, one more year, um, because even though they made a bunch of moves, to me, I was like, it'd be cool if we we're like in contention for playoffs, but I don't expect it. Um, and because to me, they didn't sign enough pitching. And I was like, okay, you're leaving room for pitchers that pitched last year. You want to see more from. And we didn't really get the expected jumps that we got. Except for, for Perez. Yeah, Perez was just like, hey, we need a guy for depth. And then he's incredible. So I hope we extend him. And uh, then we made some nice draft picks. But I thought he had one more year. I'm pretty shocked um, that um, question. Can you name the owner of the Rangers or one of the owners of the Rangers? No. So I mean, if I try. told you, here, t- I'm going to give you two names and you're going to have to tell me which one sounds like the owner. John Williamson or Ray Davis. I'm going to go Ray Davis. You are correct. It is Ray Davis. And you want to know why I made that? The only why? reason is because of Al Davis with the Raiders. So I thought Davis sounded <laughs> like an owner. Yeah. So there was a, a long pause as you were deciding between the two. And the Rangers owners are kind of like ghost owners. So Ray Davis apparently didn't like the direction of the team. And I'm, it's just weird to me that he made an impulsive decision to fire Woodward. Then a few days later, fire John Daniels, who apparently was supposed to retire at the end of the year. That's crazy to me. When I heard that, I was like, that is messed up. The fire him. He's going, you guys know you're not going to make the playoffs. It's not that big of a deal. Just keep him. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, and to me, if you were going to fire John Daniels, I would have done it probably four years ago. Um, 2017 was when we looked. 2016, I think we were competitive. 2017. There's some questionable moves by John Daniels to trade a lot of higher prospects in the system. 
and he just didn't really have a good draft history till a few years ago. Um, but I'm very interested to see how Chris Young does this because it's awkward for him. Like, yeah, really was, awkward. Yeah. Woodward, him, and John da- John Daniels. And he's the last guy left standing, but I am very intrigued how they move forward. I think he was a big part of bringing Seager and Simeon in. And I just hope that this offseason we see the Rangers spend some more money, especially on the pitching side. Because I know we have some great prospects. Um, Leiter, we have Hearn, we have Reagans, Raggins, uh, Wynn, um, Rocker, Porter. But to me, I think you can never have too much depth on the pitching side. And you really only have two guys signed on for next season. That's Dane Dunning and John Gray. Hopefully they extend Martin Perez and they can just get one, one or two more guys. But I'm very curious how they do this. And it was just a shock that the Rangers made decisions like this because I thought we were moving in a good direction. But apparently Ray Davis didn't like the speed of that direction. Yeah, I was. it was shocking to see the move. Uh I definitely did not anticipate it, especially with, like you said, I expected that he had more time. Uh, Woodward really seemed like the man for the job. I really liked how he presented himself. He knew that they needed time, but apparently the owner did not think that they needed that much time. Yeah, and I don't really consider the past few years like he had losing records just because of the team, like they were just trying to get players up see how well they do. Um, And apparently one of the reasons was because of the one loss record, which is abysmal with the Rangers. It last time I checked was six wins, 24 losses in one run games. Um, But to me, that's just a sign of the pitching. Like sometimes the pitching was on pitching has been on as late. Um, Sometimes it's just off. It's a very young pitching staff. Yeah, there's still a lot of growing to do with the Rangers, but making this change could impair some of the growth. You don't know if Seager and or Simeon still wants to be there. That's the guy that they came to play for. Seager obviously played for Woodward in L.A., so that was part of the reason, I think, why he came. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see some people on the playing uh, staff uh, a little angered by this decision. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think it will all be smoothed out because there's no – they're signed on for the long run. Um, so we'll see how that happens. Hopefully it doesn't. Um, but now we'll go to the Yankees. To me, the Yankees had the best first half that they could have. Everything just to seem to work out for them. The trade acquisition, Jose Trevino, Isaiah Connor for the left, but Josh Donaldson just kicking, just totally hitting – Jose Trevino, one of the best catchers this year, hitting. Defensively, he was already great. Hitting-wise, that's what made, has made him a best one of the best catchers in the league right now because he really couldn't hit with the Rangers, but now he can, um, and he has. So, And then pitching, Nestor Cortez was a great story. So to me, I kind of felt like they were going to fall off a little bit. They're, they did go through a rough period, but wouldn't you rather have this now than the playoffs? Oh, yeah, 100%. We're 4 0 in our last four. And those, besides the one game against the Athletics, uh, the others were against great pitching and good teams Toronto and then Mets, Mets. And then obviously we won, like I said, this last one against the Athletics. It's the injuries that have hurt us. And that happens to every team, though. Every year I've been a Yankee fan, we've had a ton of injuries. And that, this is no different. 
I, I anticipate having a ton of injuries every year because all my favorite teams get consistently hurt. But uh, we've had a great season, and I'm not that mad about where we're standing. Look, we need to make some changes, but every team does at this point. And if you're peaking now, it's the wrong time. And to me, with injuries, to me, injuries are just part of the game. Sometimes you're lucky and you don't get injured. Sometimes you're unlucky and you get a bunch of injuries. Uh, to me, where you can prepare for these injuries is depth. And uh, that's something I think we see with the Braves. Um, look at just their system right now. Um, Pitching-wise, they send down Ian Anderson. Um, they traded for Jake Odorizzi. They have Kyle Muller. Um, they had Tucker Davidson. I'm Kyle Wright. He's a starter, but they called up someone else. But their AAA team has Ian Anderson. And if they uh, Max Reed got injured, so they called up some pitchers. And they just were great. Um, so I think it was really – I think that's something you can prepare for. To me, the Yankees, they have a great system. I just feel they didn't want to rush some of their top key players. Um, but that's something we have seen. And uh, I think they'll be fine. I, I, think I think the Astros still went out. But the Yankees, I think it will be very interesting to see what they do. The issue is the magnitude of the injuries. The Braves haven't had a Matt Olson or Austin Riley or somebody like that get hurt while the Yankees had Stanton, who just got back from injury, and Nestor Cortez, our ace, who's coming back from, or who's now on the injured list. Luis Severino, who's been great all year. It's hard to, uh, to match guys coming up playing their first times in the big leagues ever uh, to ask them to produce like the all star MVP or our ace. So while I do understand that depth matters, it's also who gets hurt because if Freddie were to get hurt last season, I don't know if the Braves were to be able to win that series versus the Astros or even make it far into the playoffs at all. That's it's true. who gets hurt. That's true. And like, how, like if half the team's injured, you can't really cover for that. But if like, like Albies got injured this year. And he's been out for a while, and they, Von Grisham has come up, and he's just been hitting well, and they yeah. got some great players. And I was trying to kind of talk about the Braves, naturally stir the conversation to the Braves, because they extended Michael Harris, who had never played above Double A, but he's just he's mashing right now, and he has been mashing. A very great player, and they extended him nine years, seventy two million. Um, I'm curious how you feel about that for the team or for Michael Harris. Cause I don't, I don't do both. Harris. I don't think Harris should sign the deal. I think it's way too committal for a player who is playing this well, but for the team, I love it. Now there is a little bit of risk for the team because of injury or that he could just fall off the cliff, but I really don't see that happening with the extended success that he has had. Interesting. I don't blame Michael Harris for signing the deal. And I totally understand why he signed it because you have, he has 72 million in his pocket, no matter how good or bad he is could it works out for the Braves. If he's better than 72 million, but I believe he is 22. Um, I'm Googling that right now. So he, Oh, he's 21 years old 
And uh, so seven years, or is it eight years? Uh, let me check. Okay, but if it's eight or eight or seven years, he's going to be twenty nine. And to me, then he can cash out if he's even better. It's or eight years, seventy two million. So that's nine million a year, basically. Okay, but it's still in total seventy two million. Yeah, yeah, but you don't make that now. You make that over the span, but. Yeah. But when he's 28, if he, for some reason, knock on wood, Braves fans, um, doesn't do well the next seven years, he still gets that $72 million. But if he does better, it works out for the Braves while they're trying to contend. And then he's at 29, which I think he can still be – that's still a nice age. That's when normally people would get – their contract, but this time it will be a second contract. So I know the Braves have done history of this. They did it with Albies. They did it with Acuna. They did it, they did it with also when they traded for him and most recently Austin Riley before Michael Harris. But so I understand why they did it because it could definitely burn them. Um, and I know the Padres did this with Tatis. And I, I, we, I was against it when I was like, this is way too much. He hasn't played that much. Um, not sure how to feel about that now because of what Tatis has done, but I like it for both people. I know if Harris, you'd play better, but to me, that's a risk. And with how young he is, I totally understand. I'm just going to take the money I have now and then we'll see what I do at 29. Yeah, I understand. But you and I are very different personalities when it comes to this stuff. It's fourth and two. I'm I'm going for it. You're not going for it. Two point conversion. You're not going for it. I'm going for it. Depends or, on the situation, but mostly, yes. Yeah. But you and I both know that there have been multiple cases where you and I consistently disagree. I'm just for situation's sake. You're up by three points, right? You're on the 19 yard line or whatever. Easy field goal range is why I said that. And it's a fourth and one, but they don't have enough time. To call a timeout, but it's so there's two minutes left. They've already called all their timeouts. Two minute warning just happens. Fourth and one, you kick in the field goal to make it a two possession game, or are you going for it with where they can only kick a field goal to tie the game? Now you know my decision here. I'm going for it a hundred percent of the time because if you get the first down, the game is over. If you don't get the first down and kick a field goal, they have a chance of going all the way back, scoring a touchdown, kicking an extra point, and winning the game. But you rather trust your defense not to let them score a touchdown, but you're worried about tying the game and going to overtime, them getting the ball first and then scoring and winning, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm kicking the field goal. Yeah, that's where you and I completely differ. So with this, I'm someone who likes to bet on myself. I like people when they bet on themselves. That's why I like the Soto. I I understand Soto declined a lot more millions than uh, what happened here with Michael Harris. But if Michael Harris bets on himself for a couple of years, the Braves could be in a situation where they have to pay him a lot more money. And while he is being a lot more conservative, and I don't blame him, it's his money. He can decide what he wants to do with it or if he wants to take it or if he doesn't want to take it. But I firmly believe that this, if I was in the same situation, I'd make a different choice. Obviously, it's his right. He made the, he played so well to get the money. He deserves the money. However, I think he could have gotten a lot more if he just bet on himself a little bit longer. Okay, I have two questions. I understand what you're saying. 
to me, when you're talking about Juan Soto, I think there is a small amount of time where you can offer this type of money to a player of the caliber of Soto or Michael Harris is not the caliber of Soto. I just want to make sure, but a guy who you think is going to be a great player for your team. Like if it's too, like if they don't offer the contract now and they wait a year, I'm pretty sure Michael Harris does what you do. I mean, he's like, no, I know what I'm worth. I'm going to go get more money. But right now he's like, he may feel he's been a hot streak and he's like, Hey, I can cash in right now. Um, and then my second question, or maybe that was the last statement, a statement more than a question. What number would it take for you to say yes? How long is the contract? Eight years. I'll give you eight, eight years. years. You'll be 20. And I'm playing like Michael Harris. Yes. Correct. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that was yeah out there. Uh, I'm playing like Michael Harris. They're offering me, and I I get to choose the number really. Yeah, like if it's if I give you a hundred million, are you gonna say no? Yeah, I'd say no. Hundred and fifty. Eight years, one fifty. Let me do the math on that. Because you're still like that's eighteen point like, seven five. I'd say it'd have to be. I I'd say at that age, I'd take twenty million a year. So eight 20 times twenty is one sixty. So I'd go one sixty. If they okay, offered me one sixty at twenty one, I would say yes. But here and they're only you, paying him nine million a year. So the it just I know nine million is a lot, but I'm just if I was in a situation playing as well defensively and offensively with 3.3 war in only 79 games, 127 OPS plus 15 stolen bases, never caught stealing. I have to just trust myself, bet on myself. Now, again, I'm not saying he's wrong. There is no wrong or right decision. It's his choice. But if I was in the same circumstance, I would have made a different one. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious how much. Um, because to me, it makes sense. The Braves avoid arbitration, which could cost even more if he keeps mashing, then he can get more money. But now they set him, and it allows them to keep payroll low and just add more players. Um, Let me ask so, you, how yeah. low would you go? Ooh. What would you say no to? It's eight years. It's eight I years. 72 million is probably my lowest. Or maybe like 60, well, no, eight years. How much is that? Like 5 million? Eight years, 72 million. That's 9 million. Well, yeah. So, like, I want to go lower. Like, I feel 9 million pretty good. I can t- save a lot of that money. And I feel I'm going to take the money now. I'll be 29. And if I keep doing this, I can just go all out, get a 10 year contract. But, like you mentioned, the arbitration could make it to where you get paid much, much, much more money. If you do exactly what you're saying, your 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 whole basis of the argument is if he either gets really hurt, which obviously neither of us hope happens, yeah, or if he just struggles for the rest of his career and this was a fluke, which again we hope doesn't happen. But mm-hmm. you're banking on the fact, if that was you, you're banking on the fact that you will struggle. No, I wouldn't bang on the fact. I'm gonna go. I want some security. I want, like, I've been working on all this. I want to get a nice paycheck. I'm going to take this 
invest in myself more, like eat better. Like I've been in the minors. I've been living off ramen and pizza. Like I can go buy a chef and I can buy a chef, get well-cooked meals. I can work even better for when I'm 29. I can go give me a 10 year deal, 300 million or 400 million. Like give me even more money and I'll just accumulate. To me, it's kind of like, it gives me a sense of security and with arbitration, even though I can make more, it's on a year to year basis. So it'd be going off my last year. So if I struggled a little bit, which it, it would just make me feel better personally. If like, Hey, I'm fine. I did what I, I'm playing a game. I love, I feel comfortable and I have $72 million. Like I am living very nice. I can save it and I'll be good. And then I'm just going to be 29. I'll cash in more. Being comfortable is not a good thing. That to be to be the greatest, to be one of the greatest, to make a lot of money. You don't want to be comfortable. You know, for example, and again, this is a an extreme example. LeBron, when he was in Cleveland, only accepted one year contracts. If LeBron were to tear his ACL and Achilles and everything, and break his leg and all this other stuff, destroy his knee like he did with like Sean Livingston did. He would be paid significantly less, significantly less money. But he's like, no, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to contend for a championship, and I'm going to be the best player in the world. And he accepted a one-year contract, and then 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 a one-year contract. For all four years, he was in Cleveland the second time through. But Okay. Are you good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. How much money had he made then? Up to that point. It's a lot. A lot of money. So, like, to me, with, like, in, whatever, inflation, whatever, um, he could make even more money, and it kept the Cavs from, like, not feeling secure. To me, I would – I understand what you're saying. Like, you don't want to be comfortable. To me, it would give me, like, I would be calm. I'd be like, okay, I got my money. I want to get better because I want to be one of the best. But if I don't reach that goal – I still have this tons of money. I can thank my family with money. I don't have to worry about money. Or I can I I can't spend it willy-nilly cuz 72 million can go away fast. But it would be like, okay, I got this. I not living pay te- paycheck to paycheck or something like that. I got my money. I'm going to go kick butt. I'm going to continue this, but for when I'm 29. Like I'm working until I'm 29. If they offer me 14 years, for $72 million, I'm saying no. Well, obviously, because that's half the money. $72 million over 14 years is now $4.5 million a year instead of nine, Or something like $9 million a year, but for 14 years, I'd say no. Because then I'm past, then I'm like 35. So, the, it's the $72 million, I'm comfortable financially. But it's, I have that time for a second contract. Because Judge is now hitting it at 31, but if he's hitting at 29, he can get, like, Judge is going to try to get that big paycheck. But that would be his, this is his first contract. But for example, Judge this year is making like $20 million a year just based on arbitration, which is more than two years of Michael Harris's contract. That's true. That's a good point. So him not making the money off his big, big, big contract isn't that big of a deal when your arbitration is paid so much. 
That's true. Uh, I see what you're saying. To me, it's he's entering it when he's still around his prime so he can get a second large contract and just add even more money for himself. But if you just wait and get paid arbitration, you can make more money before that big contract and then make even more money. Again, you're making it seem like you can't live off of the $700,000 contract that he's under. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying. I'm just saying I want to be filthy rich. And if someone's <laughs> offering me $72 million right now, I'm considering myself filthy rich. Or I'm considering myself rich. Like, I know 700000 is a lot. But if we're talking about, like, millions and millions of dollars and someone – like, if someone gave me a check right now, he's like, five years, $50 million, take it. Yes. But that's, that's still me more. not as an athlete. This is me personally. Or maybe just like $2 million. No, $2 million a year. I take $2 million a year right now. Who wouldn't? But oh, yeah. my, my point is, is that if he bets on himself, he'll have the a much easier time making more money faster, in my opinion. Because he would, as long as he does what he needs to do, as long as he plays how he needs to play. And now I understand that it's a lot more secure and, oh, I'm just going to be secure. For example, with the Wander Franco and Julio Rodriguez contracts, I don't like those deals. Because even though they're getting paid $200 million before uh, they turn 31, you're still making it to where you could make less money because you're going to be playing better than that contract for the majority of that contract. I see. Yeah, I see your point there. Like, I understand what you're saying. It's just personally for me, um, I understand why they take it, especially since they've been working their whole lives for this and they get $200 million offered. I really like the Julio Rodriguez contract for both sides because um, we say, what are you good? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because it's, it is so complicated. I don't know why it's complicated. That's not why I don't like that part of it. But initially, so I sent you the texts or the tweets with yeah. um, uh, Jeff Passan. And it is, <laughs> here's a long thread. But the deal could be 8, 13, 16, or 18. And, but the basically the base of the deal is eight years for 120. And it includes a season and it runs through 2029. And so it's a club option. So, and it depends on Rodriguez's performance. So if he plays well, they get another couple more years at a discount rate. But um, the option is for eight or ten years on top of the original deal. So, and it has incentives. So I understand why the Mariners did it because they can opt out if he's bad and doesn't play as well. But with Julio, it seems like he can, if he keeps playing well, he even, like there are incentives. So he can keep making more money. And then I think he can opt out and get an even bigger contract. But it gives him some security financially and just some, a lot of dough. Um, so I think it's complicated, but I like it. Especially with Seattle. Because if Julio Rodriguez did not, um, if Julio Rodriguez becomes who who we all think Julio Rodriguez will be, I don't know if 
do you think Seattle financially could pay him? If they wanted to. If they wanted to? Okay. So it wouldn't be a national situation. Or the Nationals tried to pay him $415 they, million. they could afford Soto. The issue is that Soto wanted like a trillion dollars, basically. Like they were asking, he was asking so much money that it was really unheard of money. Like Mike Trout, the best player, oh, yeah, yeah. maybe of all time, like by the time he retires. Got paid four, 10 years, $400 million. That is a massive contract. That contract is any player you offer that to, yeah. Because you're getting paid $40 million a year for 10 seasons. I could be hurt for all those 10 seasons, and I'm paying $40 million. Once Soto said no to 15 years, $415 million, which I know is less per year. But let me just do the math right quick. 415 divided by 15, that is $28 million a year. $28 million a year for 15 seasons. Guaranteed, guaranteed, fully guaranteed, $415 million for 15 years. I understand that now you're basically signing your life away to that club for a very long time. But you're guaranteed $415 million. That's tough. That's a hard... Again, Soto is betting on himself, and I like that. But at some point, at some point, you got to be like, yeah... That's a lot of money. That's a lot, a lot of money. That's a, oh my, type of money. In Soto, what is he, 24? Yeah, he's, or like 23. Yeah, he's very young. Let me just check. He's 23. So a 15-year contract would take him to 38. I guess it would kick in after this year, so it would take him to 39. He's 39 getting paid $28 million. There's not many 39-year-olds getting paid $28 million. And he's going to add on – there's definitely incentives in there. Like if you win an MVP, you get paid a million. If you do all this other stuff, you get paid a million. If you win World Series, you get paid more money, all that other stuff. It's hard to do better than that. Now, he obviously could make LeBron-type money, where LeBron literally has made a billion dollars in his – he's made $532 million now just, in, just by contracts by the NBA. Or Kirk Cousins. That Kirk- – Kirk Cousins has made a lot of money as well. He has made a lot of money living year to year with those franchise tags. Yeah. But it, it at some point you just have to be like the chance. Okay. The chance of you playing better than your $9 million contract is a lot it, for a guy like Michael Harris, in my opinion, okay. to be worth more than 9 million. But for Soto at 39 to be more, be more worth than 28. That is crazy. That is next level. That's LeBron. Like we're getting, we're getting to not only do you have to be one of the best in the sport, you have to be one of the best who's ever played the sport. Not only current, but all time. No one questioning that you're a top ten player all time, and Soto's definitely on that track. But it's easy to be derailed from not not all time. Like you can be, oh Soto, Soto's already an all time Nationals great. And he only played, what, four years there? Five years there? Five years there? Yeah, 2018. They brought him a championship. No, that's it. That's why. He played so instru- – he was so instrumental in that. And if I was a Nationals fan, I would always be a Juan Soto fan, or at least an, a Juan Soto enjoyer. I would always be, Soto did well, let's go, Soto did well. But I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I want Soto to beat the Nationals. But 
Soto did something that literally no one else has ever done. Brought the Nationals to the championship. And obviously, there was other people on that team, but Soto was by far and away the most important player on that team because of what the fiery personality he brought. But to bank on yourself that much, look, I have a lot of respect for him doing that. It takes so much confidence to say, nah, I don't need $415 million. That is crazy. That is, I aspire to, I have a lot of self-belief, you know that, but I aspire to have that much self-confidence to be like, nah, $415 million, $28 million when I'm 39 in sports. Nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Uh, but I think we got Tawan Soto from Julio, J-Rod, I'm pretty sure. And, yeah. like, I, I feel the Seattle Mariners are competing. I'm trying to contend this eight-year, hopefully more. But to me, they're pretty set up for not this year. I don't really see them contending for World Series. Contending for playoffs, yes. World Series – I, you need a little bit more time. Probably two years should be a favorite because you still have Luis Castillo. You have Robbie Ray. You got a bunch of... Pictures. I don't know about a favorite. I, I'd chill out on the favorite. In two years? A favorite? Or, like, I could see them definitely making the World Series. Could see them, yeah. A I favorite, think, no. Okay, maybe... I think they would be one of the top. I think they would would be, if they stay on the way now, they would be one of the top teams in the MLB. Hmm. I don't know if that's similar to favorite, maybe a little bit less than favorite. Just because of, like, they got J-Rod. You have your superstar. You got some pitching prospects. You have two great starters. Um, Logan Gilbert's been doing well. You have Ty France, who's been playing well. You have J.P. Crawford. You have Hanniger. Maybe you still have Hanniger, but you also have um, Jared Kalenic if he plays well. So I think they could definitely be competing in a very good team in the AL in the next two, next two years. And then they keep going. So I think it makes sense for the Nationals to get him this. Like, they just wanted to skip the arbitration, get him money now, get him to sign this deal for eight years, see if they can keep him longer. Because I'm not sure if he would, if they would be able or willing to pay that much money to have him stay. Because maybe he does want something. He's like, I made it this far. Give me like 600 million. Because like would be eight years in the future or whatever. So maybe 600 million similar to the Juan Soto deal. So that's my thoughts on it. Man. I'd have to think. I don't know. Favorite, I don't know. Okay. But uh, I could you, see them as a contender. Okay. But they would be trying to win a World Series. And they... Oh, of course. Every, team, every team's trying to win well, a World yeah, Series. But the Rangers... Like, it'd be realistic for them to win the World Series. Or... Or, I'm still... Like... What, what's your definition of realistic? Well, like... Okay. Like, like what you, percent chance is what I'm asking you? You have their... Uh, I don't know about percent. But, like... There are teams, like, you have to take steps. And I feel the Mariners have taken steps to be a team. Like, it's not crazy if you're at a table 
talking sports, similar to what we're doing now, and you're like, hey, man, Mariners can win the <laughs> World Series. It's not like right now it's be like, hey, dude, Rangers can win the World Series. Like this season. Like it's it's not that crazy if someone were to say it. Like I could see that happening, and I think they have the shot because you, if J-Rob keeps playing the way he is, to me, you have that superstar. You have pitching. Hopefully, you get more pitching um, because they've spent a lot of money. And uh, that's basically what I'm trying to say is they were a very good team, and they should be confident in their chances to make it to a World Series and go far in the playoffs the next four years. Maybe. Again, we're talking about a team, though, that is not made the playoffs in 20 years. Well, yeah, so, that's why I'm not saying this year. But, like, the next few – years four or five they're a very competitive team which is why i like them getting j-run now so he can be a part of those teams and then they can find extra pieces to add to that team yeah i understand what you're saying i i I see where you're coming from i don't necessarily agree with it fully but i i understand why you're saying some of the stuff you're saying It, it makes sense to an extent I, yeah. I just for, for all the teams that make these long deals, normally I approve of them. Normally, again, normally, there's are there are definitely spaces where I'm like, that was not a good decision. For example, like <clears throat> Bobby Bonilla for the Mets, who's still getting paid for like ever, probably forever. He probably always gets paid a million dollars like every year. Like that, that's obviously not what I'm talking about, but just in the sense that a player of this caliber is getting paid for this long, for this amount of money, I'm normally for it in most cases. Thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I agree. Uh, I know we're going pretty long on this, but a lot has happened since we talked about it. So I kind of want to go, we're talking about how it could backfire a team. Tati's signing. Young dude, 20, 21, not made great choices in life. <laughs> Reasonably. Reasonably not great choices. Goes by motorcycling, breaks his wrist, can't help his team. During that time, takes PEDs, gets caught, and uh, really hurts his team again. And there was a fight last season with Manny Machado and Tatis. And a player's really got after Tatis now when he's they're like that's selfish of him um AJ Preller we expected more of him so that's how it could uh could uh play out and now I want to talk about Tatis someone I was talking about him and he's like yeah he can't make the hall of fame and I was like I what like we're three years in and someone maybe the hall of fame changes but if you do have steroids it's over yeah like, he actually can't make the Hall of Fame now. It's actually no shot. Like, he can still be very good, and, like, he did – he didn't handle it well. Like, he finally owned up to it, but he tried to say ringworm is the reason he had steroids. Yeah, some fungal infection. Yeah. Some – yeah. Which you don't need. So, not the best. I think he can learn from it, and he can get better, and he can help the Padres in the future and just – um, because someone said this similar thing happened to A-Rod. A-Rod was incredible, 
got caught with steroids. And now we saw how that played out. Great career, but Hall of Fame career, no, because steroids. Yeah, and same thing with Barry Bonds. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, things there that just – it sucks for him, but he made that choice, and so I don't feel bad. Yeah. It just stinks of, like, how he was becoming the face of baseball or one of the faces of baseball. We'll get – we got one more thing. For our listeners, I want to bring up one more thing. Um, but, like, he was one of the faces of baseball, and now he's tainted his reputation. It's going to take him a while to rebuild that reputation. Um, what's the old saying? takes years to build a reputation, but with one second you can ruin it. Yeah, yeah, so, something to that effect. It takes – basically, it takes a very long time to gain a reputation. but only takes one moment to ruin it. Okay. So now, faces of baseball. Shohei Otani, Angels owner, trying to sell the team. I think if you were going to sell the team in the next few years, I think you would want to sell it to someone now so then that someone can pay Shohei Otani and he stays an angel. Yeah, if we're talking about time to do this, it is like two days ago. So you you need to do it like immediately because – it may be the only reason uh, Otani stays. Like, Otani says he wants to play in L.A. Well, there's a team, or he wants to play in California. Let's think of the options. You have Oakland. No shot. No shot. Oh, unless they get new owners. No, there's actually no shot. There's no shot. Uh, Angels, he's already there. And then you have a team that won 105 games last right. year named the Dodgers. And he won 106 games last year named the Giants. I know the Giants are having an off year, but they lost the best player in their history besides Willie Mays and Buster Posey. So it, it, it definitely hurts a lot that they uh, lost Posey. But the Giants like to pay money, the big players, and so do the Dodgers, obviously. They will take him off your hands without a second thought. There's one more team, California. The Padres don't have the money. There's what no they... sh- No, there's no shot. I didn't even want to entertain the thought that the Padres <laughs> could have Soto. Stop, so have stop, Soto? stop, 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 stop. Kevin, stop. No, stop. So he would be a free agent next year. Or is it two years? It's next year, I think. Okay. So you pay him that big money and you get one year with Otani, Tatis, Soto, Machado. No, just stop talking. There's no shot. There's no shot. There's no chance they even have the monetary gains for that. There's no shot. There's no shot. (laughs) I'm kidding. It'd be funny though, but I hope he stays in it. That team still would probably miss the playoffs because it's the Padres. (laughs) That would be terrible. But yeah, uh, back to realistic scenarios. I understand what you're saying. Um, but I think this is the right time. Like, so you can get an owner there who he can pay the money. And I think he would shell out money because it'd be terrible if you buy the team and you're like, I can't pay you, Otani. Yeah, that would be atrocious. The team value would decrease by like a, a trillion dollars. So. And they still have Mike Trout. So I was just curious what your thoughts on that. 
they they have to do it as soon as possible because I obviously want him to stay. So we'll have to see. All right. That's all we got. A long episode, but it's been a while. We appreciate you sticking on. Make sure to check out other videos. Thank you for listening to Outsider's Opinions.